From the Western Riverside Council of Governments, I'm Rachel Singer, and this is CogCast. Ontario International Airport was established in 1929 and named the fastest growing U.S. airport in 2018 and 2019. Serving 18.7 million residents in Southern California, Ontario Airport plays a key role in the economic ecosystem of the region. Aside from its passenger travel, Ontario Airport is also heavily involved in the air cargo industry, handling over 750,000 tons in 2018. Joining us on the podcast today to share about Ontario Airport and its impact on the region is Adif Elkadi, Ontario Airport's Deputy CEO. So Adif, thank you so much for making the time to be a guest on our podcast today. Can you start us off and share what was the road that led you to work at the airport? Absolutely. Well, so I, I've been, uh, I've grown up in California, but um, there was a time in 2008 where I ventured overseas and I got a job working at the airport in Dubai. Um, so I started working there at Dubai Airport and stayed there till about 2013. And then from there, I worked at Dallas Fort Worth International Airport. And so I was there for about four and a half years. And um, uh, Mark Thorpe, who's the current CEO, I worked with him at DFW. And, you know, when you're from California, in my mind, in my opinion, you want to come back. And I went to school down here at USC. Um, I went to grad school at USC and I did my undergrad at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. So uh, this opportunity came about and it was really interesting that I could take kind of the experience that I had at very big airports and work to transform an airport such as Ontario International. So I started here actually uh, November 27th, uh, 2017. And we haven't looked back since. That's awesome. That's really cool. You have really great experiences, like you said, at two very, very large airports. Um, so given that you're in the travel industry, where, I have to ask, where is your favorite place to visit? Wow. Um, so been, I've been lucky and blessed to have visited a lot of places. Uh, London is a great, great city. Um, and uh, also um, Italy, uh, the Amalfi Coast would probably be my two top places that I've visited. Okay. Now, Dubai is a great place to visit, but I live there. So after the whole tourist thing kind of wore off, um, it just becomes pretty normal. But I will say it is a, a great place to visit for a couple of weeks. Awesome, yeah. My husband and I, we went to Italy for the first time last year and before everything went crazy with COVID and we loved it. It was awesome. I'd love to go back and do more of a coastal trip just because it looks so picturesque. (laughs) It was amazing. I bet. So jumping more into the discussion, can you maybe just share, um, maybe just a brief rundown of the Ontario airport, airline additions, passenger growth, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, to start off pre-COVID-19, the airport uh, was continuing on this, um, you know, rise, if you will, when it got under local control. You know, we added flights from JetBlue and then existing carriers such as United added new cities uh, to fly to. Um, And we were seeing significant passenger growth. Last year, we ended the year um, in 2019 with five and a half million passengers. 
the year before that we ended at 5.1 million and we were slated to end 2020 at close to 6 million passengers um, which would show the continued trend of growth for the airport um, in the post if you will even though we're still in it COVID-19 of course like every other airport in the world we've seen a reduction in our passenger traffic but you know just yesterday we received new statistical data to show that Ontario Airport um, currently is the best airport within Southern California with regards to a rebounding of passengers utilizing this airport, uh, which is great news for us. Mm -hmm. And then even with all of this, we've had two new airline announcements where Volaris is gonna start flying to Mexico City in November. And then Delta just announced that they're gonna start flying to Seattle. Oh, wow. Uh, as well in, in October. And even though Alaska does fly to Seattle, but we also want our customers to have options with different airlines. So, so that, that is great. And Southwest has slowly been adding um, their cities back, such as uh, Dallas and Chicago Midway, mm -hmm. uh, back to their schedules at the airport. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I, I must say that um, I when I moved here for school and I've lived here ever since, Ontario Airport was the saving grace as opposed to making the trek to any of the other airports around the area. And I have family in Chicago, so I love that direct flight. is <laughs> It's awesome. Um, but as you kind of mentioned, you and leaders in the city and the region, you guys spent quite a bit of time working to acquire control of Ontario Airport from LA. So what was the motivation behind that and what have been some of the benefits of having that local control for the airport? Yeah, so, you know, I wasn't here during that time, but I, our board president, Alan Wapner, and then and, um, the San Bernardino County Supervisor, Kurt Hagman, mm -hmm. and our board member, um, Jim Bowman, who's also on the Ontario City Council, um, and the former mayor of Riverside, Ron Loveridge, um, and Julia Gao. That, that is our board member. And they worked extremely hard for many, many years. Um, and Alan, our board president, will be the first to tell you that there were many people involved with that. But I mean, to be honest, he, he really did lead the charge, um, especially with court, uh, Kurt. And the impetus for it was you have this area that is filled with um, individuals that want to travel and looking for places to go and that have the means to travel. Um, unfortunately, after the recession in 2008, there was, of course, um, a downturn where not everybody was traveling. But the area, um, because of the leadership here in San Bernardino County and in Riverside, did rebound and recover. Um, and what the, what the leadership saw was that while the recovery was happening from um, a population perspective, uh, the uh, former ownership of the airport was really not as focused as this airport and more focused to their main hub which is LAX, which is fair. Um, and they had a lot of growth that they wanted to do there. Um, so seeing that and seeing the need for especially business travelers, leisure travelers, really, um, and, and airports are an economic driver for a region. And so there was a huge opportunity with um, the airport here in being um, that economic driver for the Inland Empire. And honestly, they, um, it, it's like they were looking into a crystal ball because if you look at what's happening now with our cargo and the growth of our cargo, especially during the pandemic, it has not missed a beat. It's been growing every month since March, uh, about 20% year over year. Wow. And 
And last year we had a great year for cargo. And now even during the pandemic, we're growing 20% over that. Um, and that is contributed to jobs in the region. And that's contributed to us really kind of establishing ourselves as uh, a kind of the e-commerce hub for the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was, a, there was a huge push in that regard mm-hmm. and really giving the Inland Empire, you know, Southern California is such a huge uh you know, region, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people that aren't from here don't always necessarily understand that. And so, you know, yes, while it might just say 42 miles to downtown LA, um, <laughs> that could potentially take two hours in and of itself, depending on the time of day. Um, so you need to have, you know, Orange County has the airport there, you've got Burbank and then LAX. So this region, that's what, that's what it was missing. Mm-hmm. And having the kind of, um, leadership to focus on developing this airport and really turning it into an aviation gateway into Southern California. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what we talk about with our airline partners. We look at ourselves as being kind of the center of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, in an hour you can be in the mountains or you could go to the beach or you can go to the theme parks. So we're kind of the hub um, of Southern California, especially from an aviation perspective. Definitely. And I think you touched on it as well, but the opportunities that have been brought to the region because of Ontario Airport are definitely unrivaled. And so I think that it's, it really has added to the overall economic growth of the Inland Empire as a whole. So we we started talking about this, but COVID-19 obviously changed nearly every facet of life, continues to create some challenges, to say the least. Um, however, for the airline industry, it might have been particularly hit hard by everything going on. So can you maybe add on to how you have seen COVID-19 impact Ontario Airport and what kind of what it looks yeah. like moving forward? Yeah, so I will tell you that if you were to look at any of our data, on uh, March 13th, we had a, a great day, numbers <laughs> were going up, sales were up. Um, on March 14th, everything just absolutely cratered. Um, it just went down. And that is, you know, an airport doesn't, um, an airport is survives by airlines paying rent mm-hmm. and then customers that pay for parking, food, using gifts, etc. So all of that uh, from the customer perspective had gone away. Mm -hmm. And then of course the airlines as we've all seen have had major hurdles to overcome because the travel demand has gone down significantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've been working with them very closely and working on, for example, deferrals and payments um, to give them the opportunity um, to make the necessary changes they need to make for their business. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, where I and there's been this and of course like many other organizations um, our focus on increasing the amount of times that everything is cleaned um, sanitation mm-hmm. include sanitizing stations um, you know making the mass mandatory within the airport um, and especially now the airlines make it mandatory that you have to wear a mask while you fly so where is that going for the future we're seeing some recovery, uh, and but what we want to know, what we're thinking is that we're the passenger journey is changing. Mm-hmm. So while we don't want to be left behind and trying to play catch up, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about and looking about is how we can make things more contactless. Mm-hmm. Um, how we can think, you know, u- utilizing innovation and technology to really help 
ease the minds of our customers as they go from curb to gate or from gate to curb um, at our airport. So that's a big significant um, thing that we're focused on and making customers feel comfortable in coming to the airport. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So uh, you talked about this comfortability factor of passengers curb to to gate or gate to curb. So what do you think are some of the biggest challenges for airports and airlines to really re-engage air travelers during this time? Well, I I think a lot of it has to do with um, creating that comfortable feeling of safety. You know, you want, you know, I feel safe and comfortable when I'm in my home and you want customers to feel that way. So a simple example, we, we include, we installed a UV sanitation on each escalator rail. So when the rail goes through, it gets cleaned every single time. Um, and of course, we shared that on our social media. We did a press mm-hmm. release about it. Um, we've put out a video to show of all the different things that we've done um, from a cleanliness perspective and to keep the place um, safe and secure for the cu- for customers. And we have to continue doing that. Now, airlines, I will tell you, their focus on marketing and advertising, at least the partners we've spoken to, mm-hmm. is solely on, on safety and cleanliness. It's not about... Um, a loyalty program or the brand itself, the focus truly is on the on being healthy and the safety and cleanliness. And, and we're we're following suit. We have a little bit of a twist to it uh, in the sense where we want people to feel that this is their home away from home, where they can feel comfortable here, can have some food, sit down, you know, be in a socially distant environment and continue to wear masks mm-hmm. and remind them of CDC guidelines. So if you were to come into the airport today, you would hear an announcement um, reminding you to wash your hands, wear your mask. Um, you would see signage in that to that regard as well. And the same thing with, um, you would see cleaning crews out there and, and the disinfecting, et cetera, mm-hmm. that they're doing terminals. Mm-hmm, definitely. That's encouraging to hear. And also the sanitation on the escalator handrail, that sounds quite futuristic. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I do want to circle back to something you talked about earlier regarding air cargo. So um, can you maybe just talk a little bit more about the increase that you've seen with more people buying online, perhaps due to COVID-19? Is that a, a fair um, connection to make? Absolutely. Um, the, it's uh, more uh, people buying online PPE. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amazon increased their um, a couple of flights a day because they were bringing in PPE to our first responders. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of that. And then there's just a lot of goods movement with uh, replenishing in stores, etc. So it has a lot to do with that. You know, before the pandemic, a lot of the shipments, if you were living anywhere in the United States, if you looked at the or- origination um, on, on the box or on, on your shipment, most of the time it does say ONT. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we had that and now it's just increased significantly. So, and UP- uh, FedEx has invested over $300 million in a facility that they're building here at the airport mm. on Airport Drive, and that'll open up in November. And it's a new sport facility. So um, they've increased their operations significantly as well. Mm -hmm. So cargo, cargo is not as exciting as passenger number, (laughs) new restaurants, 
but it is truly, truly an important part of the Ontario business mm -hmm. and continue to be, you know, we kind of in the industry call it the silent revenue driver uh, and it'll continue to do that. And so we just, we haven't missed a beat with regards to cargo since the pandemic started and we just, it continues to increase. Mm -hmm. That's great. So similar to what you're talking about with the FedEx development, what are maybe some of the major project expansions that are happening around Ontario airport and what do they mean for the region? Um, and as a third question, just to add it in there just for fun, to what extent have those perhaps been curtailed or maybe have to been changed because of COVID? So FedEx is the biggest one that um, we've seen. One of the, the rare qualities that this airport has um, that many other airports in California don't have is we have a lot of land that is still available for development. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what we're doing now is going through the process from the environment um, perspective uh, to make sure that is all aligned. And then, um, you know, putting it, I would say some of the land was probably ready to go out um, for lease, if you will, before the pandemic. We've kind of slowed that down a little bit mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. Um, so those uh, those are some of the projects that we're currently working on. Uh, FedEx, their lease is a 30-year lease that they sign. And a lot of times with airports, the leases go anywhere from 30 to about 50 years, okay. um, FAA approved. So we work very closely, um, even though we're, so we're a JPA as well. We're owned by the city of Ontario and the county of San Bernardino, mm -hmm. which creates the authority. Um, so we're a separate entity from the city. We're a separate entity from the county, but there are partners and we work with them very closely mm -hmm. um, on the different things that we want to develop on airport property. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And then just kind of wrapping up our time here, I did want to ask um especially you coming from a really diverse background, working at a variety of different airports in the past, what do you hope Ontario Airport will be characterized by in 10 to 15 years down the line? What will it be known for? What do you want it to be known for? Uh, I want, uh, you know, I think it'll be known, I would hope that it'll be known as the airport that didn't um, do things the way that you just traditionally always do them. We consider ourselves as disruptors. Uh, <laughs> In a sense and then we look at business a lot differently and like to think outside of the box um you know and and i we there's a few of us that have worked here that have worked at other big airports and overseas um it is different in europe and the middle east and how airports are managed and we're bringing that mindset here mm -hmm. uh and we really want to drive that um drive that thinking here at ontario airport and we want to be the benchmark mm -hmm. so regardless we don't care that our you know we're not as big as some other airports we don't look at it that way we know that we have the capacity um, to handle close to 33 million passengers with the terminals that we have right now. Mm -hmm. So it's very important for us to really think outside of the box. So I would say in 10 years, um, we want to be known for that airport that um, took, it took over local control and really created this aviation uh, gateway mm -hmm. for Southern California that was completely unexpected. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our podcast and for your investment at Ontario Airport in the, and in the greater region. Um, do you have any final comments before we sign off for today? Uh, I, I just want to say that, um, you know, thank you to everybody that has been a supporter of Ontario. And we continue to work with airlines to have them add more destinations. You know, ultimately, it is their decision. But <laughs> 
they get tired of hearing from us because we do reach out to them often. And I would just put out there that when people say, well, there's no direct flight to uh, this place and this place, how much is your time worth? Mm-hmm. Isn't it maybe easier to take a flight and connect in a Dallas or a Phoenix as opposed to maybe still be sitting in your car waiting <laughs> to get uh, to a certain place? Um, and then, you know, and then end up at your destination probably around the same time you would have. So I would just take that into consideration when you're trying to uh, decide where you're going to travel out of. Definitely. And there's nothing that Californians dislike more than traffic, particularly Southern Californians. Exactly. And you're helping the environment. (laughs) There you go. The cherry on top. (laughs) Well, awesome. Thank you so much. For more information on WRCOG and the COGcast, please visit our website at www.wrcog.us. For more information about Riverside County's efforts on COVID-19, please visit rivcoph.org coronavirus.